You are listening to Empower Me with Aerie. Welcome everyone to Empower Me with Aerie show. I am Erica Holmes. I go by Queen Aerie because there is royalty on the inside of each and every one of us. As a pastor that I so admire, I look up to says, as you know your identity, you therefore know your authority. And that is absolutely imperative, you all. Super excited that you all decided to join me today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in. Come on in. Tell someone to, to you know, tune in as well, because I believe that this message today will bless your life. I believe that God is going to come in and he's going to work out whatever needs to be worked out and that you will leave better than you came in. And today we're going to be talking about through disappointments, remaining faithful. You know why? Because God is faithful. Let's go ahead and say a quick prayer before we jump into this thing, but I'm excited to encourage you all today. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to come before you to literally be a humble servant, Father, of yours, a humble uh, vessel to be used for your glory, Lord. Use me like never before, Father. I ask you to give me exactly what the people need. Let their hearts and their minds and their ears be receptive let, to be able to receive exactly what it is that you're saying. Father, let them leave better than they came in. We give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. Have your way in Jesus' majestic, mighty name. So again, this is Queen Airy. Super excited you guys decided to join me. And I think that these messages talking about, you know, um, pushing through disappointments, pushing through, uh, you know, uncertain or uncommon times are so imperative right now because of so much that has gone on from last year to now. And a lot of people are just kind of like trying to get their footing back. They're trying to um, make sense of what the new norm per se is. But I want to encourage you guys that through disappointments, you can remain faithful again because God is faithful. And so what we do have to understand is that disappointments will come in life. But the biggest thing that we must focus on is what is our response as it happens. And uh, you may ask yourself, and I know it's very simple, but again, I love to give definitions. I love to make sure that you understand what God is giving me. But um, you may ask yourself exactly uh, what is a disappointment? I'm going to break it down. According to dictionary.com, it means to fail to fulfill the expectations or wishes of something that you had or to defeat the fulfillment of hopes, of plans to throb or frustrate something. And so possibly that disappointment could have came from that job that you just had your heart and your mind set up on. You just knew you were going to get it, but you didn't get it. Now disappointment is trying to set in. It could have been possibly, it possibly could have came in because, you know, you've seen that house. You have been looking at about 30 of them, but this one house, you just knew it was yours. You were like, listen, God, I know you're speaking to me. I've got that confirmation. But somehow the seller began to accept another offer. The, the disappointment could have even come from you and your family really praying for another family member. You know, they were ill and you guys were praying and praying and praying, but they died anyway. You know, disappointments do come in many ways and various forms. But again, in the midst of it all, we must keep in mind that just because disappointments happen, it cannot stop God from moving. Did you guys hear that? Disappointments cannot stop God from moving. It is in those times when we face the greatest disappointments that we really learn who God is. It's not just what we've read about, but it's really what we begin to experience. We really can begin to experience him in uncertain times. And in those moments that we, um, we 
pretty much get an authentic place where our faith really becomes unshakable. And in those moments, we learn to hold on to the word of God when nothing else makes sense. It is literally in those moments where we begin to recognize what has really been placed in us and in our heart the whole time. And it's, you know, so when we pray, it's not praying, God, please, no disappointments. Don't let any disappointments happen in my life. No, that's not what we pray, but rather we have to understand or believe that when it happens, our trust must be in God. Our hearts must be prepared. Our minds must be prepared. Our spirits must be prepared to literally wait and to trust in God through going through whatever it is that we may face. When we feel like we have nothing left, our faith must be in God. We must see him as our security, our foundation, our hope. You know why? Because God never fails. And so just thinking about disappointments, it reminds me of so many stories in the Bible and especially the story of Job. If you guys have not read about that, grab your Bible. You know, if you have a few hours, take a moment, read in a couple days, begin to read the story of Job because I think that he was a prime example of somebody going through a lot of disappointments. He was extremely disappointed and he even had friends who were even at times Unfortunately, they made matters worse by trying to help him. Um, but we have to understand that we may have uh, we have to understand that as we go through disappointments, that literally our relationship or our personal personal tests are just that they're personal, and it's something that we have to work out with God and ourselves. It's saying yes, people can pray for us, they can speak for us, they can encourage us, but ultimately we must win the battle by choosing to not give up ourselves. And so Joe went through so much turmoil, you guys, that people told him to give up. They couldn't. See what he could see, but Joe wouldn't give up because he yet believed that something was going to change in his life. Even when he wanted to give up, he found a little bit of hope to keep pushing through until he's seen the end result. We must again keep that mindset, even though some of us may you know, currently being an unfamiliar or uncomfortable place in whatever season that may be in your life right now, you cannot allow it to stop your praise. You cannot allow it to stop your worship. In the moments of pressure, we must learn to be led by the spirit of God like never before, you guys. In those moments, we will begin to find peace in what seems like chaotic situations. We literally can can experience the shalom of God through disappointments, the shalom of God while a storm is going on. The shalom is the peace, the wholeness, the tranquility, the protection, the health, the fullness, the rest, the prosperity, and the absence of agitation or discord. And that's according to the Strong's Concordance. You may say, well, how is that possible? It's possible by focusing on God. We have to remind ourselves, what does the Bible says? In Isaiah in Isaiah 26, 3, it says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed up on you. Why? Because he trusts in you. So it's possible to have this type of peace, which is perfect peace. And I'm reminded of it throughout so many more scriptures in the Bible. And I want us to, you know, right now to, to listen to some of that so we can read about it. We can learn about it. 
I want to bring this specific story about how Jesus slept through the storm. You may say, I've never heard that. Or you may say, I've read that a lot of times, but I believe that no matter how many times you've read it, God will give you a new revelation on what we're going to read today so that you can keep your peace through this, this through disappointments. You can keep your peace while going through a storm. And so if you go with me to Matthew chapter eight, we're going to read verses 23 to 27. We're going to see what God is saying right now through this time. And so Jesus calms the storm. I want you to keep that in mind. Jesus calms the storm. And so let us read. So uh, Matthew 8, 23, it starts and it says, then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. I want you guys to play play close attention to this. Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came upon the lake so that there were waves that swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. Verse 25, the disciples went and woke him up saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. 26, he replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up, rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. Then the men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. You guys, I've, I've highlighted some of this before on previous shows, but I must reiterate this. Listen, when we begin to read that passage of scripture, I think some of the biggest things that we need to keep in mind is that the disciples followed Jesus on the boat. Listen, when we are following Jesus, we will be all right. Did you get that? When we are literally following Jesus, that means that he is guiding us. That means that he is leading us and we will be all right. We have to understand like Psalms 37, 23 says, it says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Wow. Our steps are literally ordered by the Lord. And so I pray that even when I just read that or reiterate that they followed Jesus, that somebody was freed right there, that somebody literally, whoever had been going through issues, whoever had been going through a stressful time, you were freed right there because you understood that your steps have been ordered by the Lord. And so this means that no matter where God leads you, you're going to come out in victory. And that is a promise. And so back to Matthew chapter eight, um, it says that after they followed Jesus, suddenly a storm came. And it's like that at times in our lives that things can seem absolutely perfect one day. But then all in a moment of time, change can happen to the point where it's almost unrecognizable. But even in those moments of time, do not lose hope. Kings and queens, don't lose hope. You know why? Because God is with you. God is with us. So suddenly the storm came and it began to manipulate the boat. It began to rough up the boat. It began to poke at the boat. And at times it may seem like our situations are doing just that to us. It seems like we're being poked at more than one time. It seems like if it happens again, I'm going to blow a gasket. You may feel like you, if you stay in your situation one more minute, you're going to quit everything. The disciples felt the storm because it was real. They were beginning to be shaken 
but they were not overtaken. Listen, your situations may shake you at times, but they will not overtake you. God said that no weapon formed against you and I will prosper. Listen, it may be formed, but the promise is that it will. you will not be overtaken. It will not prosper. So no matter how hard the waves are that try to rock the boat, no matter how long it takes, even if it's trying to taunt you, you will stay in the boat until you make it to shore. You and I will not be overtaken. And so the disciples felt that the boat was moving. They seen the storm. They felt the rain. They were stressed and shocked at the same time. And they were terribly afraid, even though they followed Jesus on that boat. We can be there sometimes. It's like God told us to do this or to do that. And it seems like something all of a sudden is not going, bam, something's not working. Something is shaking us a little bit. We may be afraid for a moment, but you have to hang in there because you will not lose. And I just want to stop here and declare and decree that the tide is turning. If you're currently in a storm, the tide is turning. Things are working in your favor. And so the disciples were afraid. Jesus slept through it all. And then they began to scream the name of Jesus. That got his attention due to the storm. Know that when you and I yell the name of Jesus, something is going to shift. Something is going to change. See, Jesus was asleep because he understood his position. He understood his authority. He understood that storms are used for a reason and a season. Even though they thought that they would be um, it's overtaken. God said, no, you may be shaken, but not overtaken. So within that passage of scripture, Jesus simply replied and he said, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? They followed Jesus on a boat. They had seen the miracles that he had done, yet their faith was beginning to leave while they were on the same boat that Jesus was on due to an external circumstance. I'm here to let you know that no matter what hell is trying to convince you otherwise, externally, God will not let you down. You may literally feel like you're being disappointed. You may feel like you are on your last dollar. You may feel like this or you may feel like that, but God is is here right now to rebuke the wind and the waves. You will not drown. I want you to shout right now because you and I will not drown. And oh God, I feel this thing. You will not drown in your disappointments. You will not drown in depression. You and I will not drown in tears or fears. We will not drown in the lies of the enemies. We will not drown in the pits that the enemy has attempted to set for us. You know why? Because God is with us. Jesus got up. He rebuked the storm. And that is what he is doing right now for you and I. Something is shaking. Something is moving. I declare and decree that change is happening right now. Jesus rebuked that storm. We have to literally understand that and begin to walk the script out. We have to play our role, walk out literally the script, the movie, the stage has been set. The storm has been fixed. You and I will not drown. And so peace had to come in the midst of a terrible storm, in the midst of a terrible situation. You know why? Because peace was there. Peace 
is God, Jesus, my God. Jesus, literally, the Prince of Peace was standing right there in the midst of storm, in the midst of the storm. God is bigger than any storm. God is in us and he is bigger than anything we'll ever face. We have to keep in mind that you and I are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Victory belongs to you and I. Victory is our birthright. Freedom, deliverance, healing is is our birthright. Did you hear me? It belongs to us, you all. Any storm that any storm that ever comes to our lives, what we have to keep in mind is it has an expiration date. It will not last always. So in the midst of disappointments, you and I can be free. In the midst of letdowns, know that God can give you better and he can do more for you. In the midst of a closed door, know that God is the great door opener. A door can represent a person. God can literally place the right person at the right time in your path to bring you exactly what it is that you need. No matter who has thrown in the towel on you and I, no matter who has wanted to see our demise, we cannot quit because God has the last say. And you know what? We win. And so I I had to share that example because I want us to be so encouraged. I want us to get the momentum that we need that will not leave. I want us to literally be sounded, be literally founded within the word of God, be founded in exactly what God said so that we will not give up our rights. We will not give up what God said is ours, regardless of what disappointments you and I may face. We will not give up. And so I want to share another example within the Bible regarding uh, Joseph. And I believe that it is absolutely imperative to share these stories again, because it's encouraging us to keep moving forward. And so I pray that these messages, that these stories are really encouraging you right now. And so for a lot of you, um, you may already know the background of Joseph. Joseph was favored by his father. His mother was greatly loved by his father, but she was dead. Joseph did what his father asked him to do, and his siblings hated him. Joseph was eventually thrown in a pit after sharing this vision or dream that he had with his siblings and his father. His siblings nor his father really understood the significance of that dream or that vision that God had gave them. You guys may be related to this, but they would one day in the future. So Joseph went from being free, wearing his coat of many colors, you know, having a smile on his face, even though he was hated. He went from being free to being bound, to being sold to another country as a servant, as a slave. How disappointing is that? Just think about that. You put your trust in blood family or those who are supposed to be really, really close to you. But you find yourself being lied on, being hated, being envied. That is exactly where Joseph found himself. He was just literally being who God created him him to be. He was literally just sharing his heart about this dream that he had. He was excited about it. He didn't know that literally that it was going to cause him to walk in such detriment. They hated him, but God had a greater plan for him. He had a greater purpose for him. So let's just read this. It's a lot of scripture, but again, if you listen to anything I do, I love to give scripture because it's what stands. The word will last forever. Genesis 39, 1 through 23. Let us read. It says, now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, serving, it says a captain, excuse me, of the guard 
an Egyptian brought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man. He was in the house of the master of the Egypt, the master of the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hands. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house and all he had, he put under his authority. So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sakes, sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Thus, he left all he had in Joseph's hands. He did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate That's powerful. It says, now Joseph was handsome and formed in appearance. And it came to pass after these things that the master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph. And she said, lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, look, my master does not know what, what is with me in the house. And he has committed all he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept anything back away from me except you. Because you are his wife. How can I then uh, do this great wickedness and sin against God? So it was she spoke to Joseph day after day that he did not uh, that he did not heed to lie with. He did not uh, heed her to lie with her or to be with her. But it happened about this time when Joseph went into the house to do work. And none of the men were in the house were inside that she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in his hand and he fled and ran outside. And so it was when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and fled outside that she called the men of the house and spoke to them, saying, see, he has brought in to us a Hebrew to mock us. He came in to lie with me and I cried with a loud voice. And it happened when he heard that I lifted, lifted my voice and cried out that he left his garment with me and fled and went outside. So she kept his garment. Um, with her until the master came home when she spoke with him these words saying the Hebrew servant whom you brought to us and to mock me uh, who you brought came in to mock me so it happened as I lifted my voice and cried out that he left his garment with me and fled outside so it was when his master heard these words which his wife spoke to him saying your servant did to me after this manner that his anger his anger was aroused. And it says, then Joseph master took him and put him in the prison. You guys, a place where the king's prisoners were confined and he was there in prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and he showed him mercy and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in prisons. Whatever they did, it was him, all his doing. The keeper of all the prison. And it says he did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made prosper. You guys, I had to read that story because there's so much more to the to Joseph's story. If you read it, there's so much uh, to it. But I recommend you go through it. But jo Joseph went through so much disappointment, but he went from disappointment to destiny. The evil that was done to him literally was a setup for him to receive some of the greatest blessings that he could only imagine. The evil that was done to him ended up setting him up to be a savior for his family. Listen, we, you and I, we have to keep in mind that we cannot allow disappointments or what that has 
previously kept us bound to allow our relationship with God to be broken, to be stopped. We have to literally allow it to bring us closer to God. We have to allow it to allow it to uh, be a moment where we begin to know God on new levels. We begin to get greater revelations. God begins to come so big and so great in our lives as we literally allow God to come in through those moments our lives will change. Our perspectives will change. Our hopes will change. Our peace will increase because God is on the inside of us. He is with us. He is working behind the scenes. He is working on the scenes. He is all over the scenes for our behalf. God will touch the heart of a king on our behalf. He will get somebody's attention to bless us. God will do what exactly what is needed to make sure that all things work together for the good. Hold on to that scripture. Romans 8, 28, no matter what you and I go through, no matter what we face, no matter what we feel, no matter what we experience, just like the disciples felt on the boat, they felt the rain. They 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 felt the movements of the boat is being manipulated and poked. You have to understand that no weapon formed against us will prosper and that all things are going to work together for the good. And so as a pastor that I know says, he says this and I just I just gravitate to it. I, I, I'm so encouraged when I hear. But he says, if it is not good yet. That means that God is not done yet. You know why? Because God is only good. I edit that because God is only good part. But that is so good, you guys. I want you to hold on to that. If it is not good yet, that means that God is not done yet. So again, if God is for us, who can be against us and succeed? Who could be against us and prosper? We have to hold on to that. That's also in the book of Romans. So I want to encourage you um, and I to step out of disappointment, step out of pity, step out of heartaches, step out of self-destruction, step out because God is with you. You will not lose. You can have peace. I can have peace in the midst of any storms. You and I can remain faithful through disappointment again because God is with us. Hold on to this. Uh, storms do not last always. And so I pray this message bless you tremendously. I want to say this prayer with you uh, uh, really quickly. And then I'm going to give you guys an opportunity, those who don't know Christ, to join the family of God. Come on and um, come into the kingdom. And so, Father, I pray that this message blessed everyone today tremendously. I thank you for the, the people who have had the courage to listen and the people who literally have the courage to say, that's me. That's me. The people who admitted that they wanted things to change. They admitted that they needed you to move into work in their lives. I thank you for them because as they've stepped out, God, I thank you that you have met them where they are. You have literally came in and you are changing their hearts. You are changing their situations. You are letting them know that you are the God that is faithful and that you can do anything except fail. Help us understand and help us grab a hold and get a deeper relationship with you and a deeper revelation of you that we can stand through disappointment because we're going through it and we're not staying in it. We give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for everyone that is tuned into this message today in Jesus name. And so again, I want to do this uh, prayer of salvation right now. If you do not know God, if you feel like you just want to, you know, be restored and you've stepped away, repeat this after me and you are going to be in the family of God, God in heaven. I thank you for loving me so much that you sent your only begotten son to die for me. 
I ask you now to forgive me of my sins and come into my heart and make me new. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, and I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and personal Savior. God, I'm ready to live my life for you. I also ask you to give me your Holy Spirit so that I can continually be led in all your truth. I ask you these things right now. Thank you, Father for saving me now in Jesus' majestic, mighty name. Amen. Thank you so much. If you said that, welcome to the family of God. Thank you so much again for tuning in to Empower Me with Aerie show today. You can um, tune in more to my website, www.ericadhomes.com. Check out products. You can donate toward the show. Stay connected with me. Stay connected with us. So keep supporting HSBN by the products there. If you need prayer, the number is on the screen. Remember to renew your mind. It is a gold mine. Love you guys. The preceding program was brought to you by the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network, HSBN Television. Empower me with airy.